Orgasmic Enlightenment, where the sexual and spiritual come together. I'm Kimanami, and I'm a holistic sex and relationship coach and a vaginal weightlifter. In this show, we explore all things intimate. I believe that our sexual energy is life force, creative energy, and we can use it to shape our worlds, strengthen our relationships, and self-actualize. I blend the most avant-garde information from neuroscience, ancient sexual practices like Tantra and Taoism, to renegade wellness modalities to show you how to create gourmet sex in your lives. Come one, come all. I have gone viral again. I go viral all the time. I come up with an idea, usually related to my vagina, and whoosh, off it goes, spreading and replicating itself all over the world, infecting the general populace with self-empowerment and orgasms. My vagina has had an impact in nearly every country in the world, like a giant stream of ejaculate spraying the universe. And why did me and my vagina go viral? Because we are exosomes. Because we challenge the dominant narrative and apparent science and authority of what is possible in the realm of women's reproductive health. We challenged and we won. And we keep on winning as evidenced by the hundreds of thousands of now lubricating, orgasming, and ejaculating vaginas across the planet. Hashtag we are exosomes. In cellular biology, exosomes are messengers. These are packets of information that a cell produces when it has some kind of stimulus like a stress or toxic exposure. It creates this parcel and it takes it out to the other cells to let them know that something is happening and we all need to be alert and aware. Exosomes also work on tissue regeneration and wound healing. We are exosomes. So we'll get deeper into that in a moment, but for now, let's go back to the beginning, or at least my beginning. And I'll share with you just how and why I came to be here and why all of you are here right now listening to this. I've talked about my journey in my inaugural podcast episode, Origins and Orgasms. And today I want to get a bit deeper into how I began looking at holistic healing versus just accepting Western medicine as truth. My journey into alternative wellness began when I was a teenager. I had grown up watching how mainstream Western medicine seemed pretty useless at, well, anything. They never seemed to know the cause of any issue, and it looked like they were just taking stabs in the dark, haha, quite literally, at any kind of remedy. So when I began learning that there even were other forms of healing, I was all over it. I explored meditation, and I studied herbs and homeopathy. I began to make my own herbal tinctures and teas through either wild harvesting plants in the forest uh, that I would collect myself, or from things that I planted. 
and they worked immediately. I created my own herbal and homeopathic first aid kits that I still use to this day. That is what you will find in my medicine cabinet. I don't ever see Western doctors because I have no need to, because they don't get sick. And if I did get sick, that is the last place I would go. In the past 30 years, I have been to a typical Western hospital, I believe once, and this is when I had to get stitches from a surfboard whacking me in the face. I take a very active interest in the underlying emotional, psychological, and spiritual precursors to dis-ease. My view is that discord in the mind and emotions shows up as ailments in the physical body. My whole life and work philosophies revolve around these ideas. I often say that if I had gone to some kind of traditional sex therapy school, I'd be broke and unsuccessful because very rarely does anyone who come from that kind of traditional training in these realms actually learn how to heal people. Whether we're talking about OBGYNs or sex therapists, it's the same thing. OBGYNs are definitely not getting to the root cause or ever providing genuine healing. They and most sex therapists are all about the band-aids. Here, use this lube. Here, go on the birth control pill if you have difficult periods and um, stay on it for the rest of your life. Here, take some Viagra and also take that for the rest of your life because we have no idea why this is happening or how to actually fix it, but this pill will make you forget you have it. It's blue, this pill. My work is all about finding the root cause of symptoms and healing from the inside out. As above, so below. If we can find the source injury or trauma or block or programming, if we can knock that out, then the symptom soon follows. This is why I can speak so confidently about this because I have done it over and over and over again for myself and for thousands and thousands of people. A couple of years ago, when I was creating my Sexy Mama Holistic Pregnancy and Birth Program, I took a peek over into what was going on in the OBGYN world. And to be honest, it's not a place I ever really visit because they have nothing to offer me or my clients. Most of my contact indirectly with the profession is through people coming to me having been given some kind of death sentence by their doctor, like, oh, the only solution to your problem is us removing your uterus, or, oh, the only solution to your problem is being on hormones for the rest of your life because your stupid body just does not know how to take care of itself. So they come to me and I show them that actually there are plenty of real solutions and actually your body does know how to take care of itself if directed in the right way and can find a full resolution of its issues. No drugs, no surgery, just some deep internal work to find the source of the issue and rectify it. I did a podcast last fall about the state of the OBGYN world called Real Cures versus Obsolete OBGYNs. And in that episode, I highlighted the whole pelvic mesh saga where pharmaceutical companies had knowingly greenlit a very faulty and dangerous product, this plastic mesh that is supposed to stop urinary incontinence and prolapse in women. And this has been the source of hundreds of 
thousands of lawsuits all over the world. In one of the global court cases, which was in Australia and against Johnson and Johnson, there were internal company documents, which came out showing that there had never really been any tests. I think they had tested it on three sheep and there were major concerns already before it was even released to market about the safety of the product. Yet the company and even many of the doctors, one of whom said, I would never use this on my wife, went ahead to prescribe and install these weird, fucked up, barbaric devices into women, like some horror show, which permanently damaged women for life. That's why you see, I think even still on television, all of these requests or you know calls out for class action lawsuits about people who have had this happen to them. This is just a ridiculous horror show. And the doctor who was quoted saying this about his wife later then received countless commissions and kickbacks for his efforts. So in light of what's happening right now out in the world, I'm sharing all of these things to give some background and perspective, both to my views and to these industries at large. One thing I'm not sure if people truly understand is that medical schools are sponsored by pharmaceutical companies. They literally write the curriculums. And so by that reasoning, is it any surprise that every single, we can't even call it a solution, we can really only call it a band-aid, is going to be a drug. And often a drug that leads to not only side effects that require another drug, and then, and then a surgery, and then more drugs. It's a very profitable system. It's a business model. It's not a method of study or healing. And it's common knowledge that physicians in their education spend a whole two hours on nutrition. So they basically have no relationship between the things that go inside of a body that could be medicinal, like let's say food, and how that could heal people. They are working in a system of perpetual band-aids. And the idea that humans are somehow unhealable is also a big part of their belief system and their business model. And the idea that they perpetually convey these things to their patients and the world, you cannot pass, you cannot heal yourself, only we can heal you. The body is uh, uh, stupid, really. Um, it stops working all the time and it needs pills and surgery that only we can give you. That is some fucked up pyramid scheme. <laughs> okay, so did you Know also that Big Pharma is the most powerful lobby group in the US. They carry more power and weight than you or any other person or group of people in our so-called democracy. And on that note, I have another question for you. Do you think we live in a democracy? Do you think that you have the right to vote and that you have a say in public policy? Well, you don't. We and most countries on the planet are what are called a representative democracy, which means that you might be able to go through the charade of voting for someone, but once they get into office, they can pretty much do whatever they want. They aren't really obliged, well, maybe in sort of a lip service way, to listen to you and act on your desires. That would be called a direct democracy, which Switzerland and a handful of other places on the planet have. They have polls and referendums and plebiscites, and the people 
decide what becomes law. This is an actual democracy. You can look all of these things up, even on the heavily censored internet. This stuff is common knowledge. But we throw these terms around like freedom and democracy as though we actually have them. We do not. The biggest irony is the Democratic Party in the United States. Back in 2016, when they ousted Bernie, the only reason they could do it is because a bunch of people higher up in the party called superdelegates decided to ignore the majority votes that Bernie received that would have made him the winner of the party nomination. So your votes were ignored. Somebody else was chosen. It's this little charade that people think they get to participate in going to the voting booth as though it makes any difference. This is not a democracy. This is an oligarchy, which means rule by a few. So this democratic party is actually the oligarchic party. So the irony of this is that seemingly this information is lost on an entire populace. Even the Republican Party is more democratic than this. So in a representative democracy, or at least as we have them now, we have lobby groups who tend to exert more control and give more campaign money to your representatives. This buys and shapes public policy. These entities end up having far more say in what becomes law than you do. And a step further beyond oligarchy, I would call this corpocracy, because that is who is truly calling the shots. And to take it even further, since the the biggest lobby group, the most powerful lobby group in the United States is Big Pharma. I would now call this a pharmocracy. So today, at this moment in time, we have a pharmacratic government telling us that there is a big, scary virus on the loose and that the best solution we have to fix it is to hashtag stay at home to hashtag save lives. Despite having something of a public persona, I live a good chunk of my life on the fringes of society. I do this physically and geographically, philosophically, also in terms of what I let into my consciousness and how I create my own reality. So when I started to hear about all of this, I didn't take it very seriously because honestly, it's not even in my belief system. I don't believe in some kind of mean, nasty thing that's coming coming to get me. And even if there were mean nasties out there, I've cultivated a life that keeps me above the fray. I've spoken in my podcasts over the last couple of months on the immunity that being well-fucked and well-loved grants a person. Immunity to sickness, negativity, programming, and bullshit. So with the onset of, I'm going to call it 4F, which is a certain kind of technology that's now being rolled out in major cities, I'd already been taking steps in the past couple of years to create some rural fortresses for myself. So I carried on, as I do, not watching mainstream news because I haven't, you know, for the last 33 years. Oh, okay. Speaking of that, do we also need a short review here too? I'm not sure if any of you think that the news stations are actually showing you real events, or if you know that they are hired mouthpieces with very carefully selected and edited scripts of what their corporate owners and pharmaceutical shareholders and sponsors and ad money tells them to say. 
I wanted to be a journalist way back when. I am a writer. I have been a lover of words since I was a child. And I was on my way to journalism school when I had several experiences showing me that even if I uncovered some deep and inconvenient truths that I could be censored depending on who was the owner of that particular broadcast platform. One of these experiences involved interviewing a local politician who was running for office. And I discovered something about him that was in direct opposition to his major campaign promises. And so I took this to the publication I was working for and they wouldn't publish it. I've had a few experiences like this over the years or at that time, and then I basically lost interest in journalism because I realized that it was essentially a hired W-H-O-R-E who was available to the highest bidder. So I got down to the business of creating my own reality and finding ways to express my truth on my own terms. And I have done just fine not watching the news for over three decades. In fact, this is a major life choice I've made ever since I left home as a teenager. I've never had cable television. I don't watch the programming. I don't read newspapers or use mainstream news services, period. The only reason why I am here today as a holistic sex and relationship coach, as a world famous traveling vagina, is because I dared to question the dominant stories I was being told, instead of listening to the idea that somehow sex was dirty or bad or sinful. I listened to myself because my own experiences told me otherwise. Instead of listening to the idea that Western medicine believes that all human bodies are inherently faulty from birth until death and need rescuing and constant interference, I listened to myself and I found my own methods for healing and becoming superhuman. Instead of listening to what the news told me was the truth about the world, which to listen to it every day would make you think that the world is a truly awful and evil place, I created my own reality. I live an existence that's peaceful and full of love and has all the material things I could want. So the only reason I had to turn my attention into this current dominant narrative of the spread of something apparently very dangerous, so dangerous that humans need to be protected from it, each other and their livelihoods, is that now this stuff was coming onto my turf. I had some travel plans interrupted, but that's no big deal. I'm adaptable. And for me, living rather on the outskirts of society anyway, these day-to-day -day lockdowns haven't been too impactful for me personally. But now, now I'm hearing these threats of mandatory injections and microchipping and the onset of this ongoing police state as a way of life to hashtag save lives. There has been this massive removal of freedoms, the likes of which no free country would ever normally or even abnormally experience, nor would they tolerate, all under the guise of a massive existential threat. So now I'm paying attention and now we are off to the races. One of the first videos I watched about this whole thing was a clip from Dr. Thomas Cowan back in March. And the clip was less than 10 minutes long, but it told me everything I needed to know to understand all that was going on here. And that clip, by the way, got some mainstream slash pharmaceutical news attention and was quickly taken down off the internet and some of the mainstream slash pharmaceutical news 
news outlets actually cited this video and tried to discredit. They couldn't, not with any science anyway. They just tried to make out that this was a bunch of malarkey, really, really dumb stuff. And I guess that that decree is enough for some people to swallow because, you know, the news said it. Well, who owns the news? Who's your pimp daddy? Cowan's video explains how viruses have never actually been proven to exist. Yep, that's right. Remember germ theory? Vaguely? Yeah, me too. I mean, I know the term and I assumed that it had something to do with um, germs, but I didn't know or remember much else. Well, it turns out that germ theory was only ever just a theory. Louis Pasteur never actually proved it. It was simply the best they could come up with at the time to explain some diseases. In fact, during this time, there were two opposing sides. Pasteur was on one side with his diseases are contagious idea that we spread germs to each other. And his contemporary, Antoine Beauchamp, also, he spoke about terrain theory. Terrain theory would be best illustrated by the analogy that if we have a sick fish living in a fishbowl, do we slice up the fish and prod inside of it and try to figure out what's wrong with the fish? Or do we perhaps begin by examining the quality of the water the fish is living in? On his deathbed, Pasteur recounted and he said, I was wrong. Terrain theory is correct. His exact words were, Bernard was correct. This is another contemporary of his. I was wrong. The microbe, germ, is nothing. The terrain, the milieu, is everything. So Cowan and other luminaries like Dr. Andrew Kaufman have spoken in recent weeks, months, about how what we have perceived to be viruses are in fact, these things I referred to earlier called exosomes. I'm not a biologist, but I can read and educate myself, and so can you. I encourage you to go to questioningcovid.com where you can find some excellent presentations by Kaufman and an amazing podcast interview that Luke Story did with Dr. Cowan, and they go into all of this stuff step by step and explain it. It is fucking brilliant. So I knew right away in hearing all of this that one, it was true, and two, we are the exosomes. Right now, in this time, those of us who have a message of holistic healing, of spiritual upliftment, we are the exosomes. Says Dr. Kaufman, some kind of insult causes the damage. This could be toxins, radiation, pesticides, and even stress and fear. And then there is a reaction to it, which is the production of exosomes. Remember what I said earlier, exosomes are little messengers that pack up strips of DNA or RNA, and they send them out to the other cells to let them know that there is some detoxification, some cleansing to do. How amazing is that? How symbolic is that? Right now, when people are emerging out of the shadows to speak their truth. This information that has been hidden or misunderstood for over a century and that has been allowed to dictate our entire medical system is actually not true, (laughs) or at least misunderstood. After I heard this, the natural question then is, well, how do you explain a pandemic? How do you explain the Spanish flu and millions of people dying? Well, 
If germ theory is out of the picture, then we're left with terrain theory. What is the fishbowl water like? In his book, The Invisible Rainbow, Arthur Furstenberg talks about the impact that the electrification of the earth has had on our individual systems over the last century and then some. Amazingly, every single pandemic we can count has had a correlation with an environmental toxin, typically electrical, making its debut at the time. The Spanish flu in 1918 coincided with the onset of worldwide high-intensity radar signals. And this explains how places on the planet where there was no possibility of transmission inexplicably broke out with cases. The Hong Kong flu in 1968 had eight months after we shot satellites up into the Earth's orbit into the Van Allen belt is when that took place. So what new technology are we possibly being exposed to right now? What was Wuhan the main testing center for in China? I will give you a hint. It's more than four and less than six, and it comes after the letter F and before H. Let's call it 4H for now. This was the location of a massive, massive rollout of the next generation of wireless technology. In Japan, they do these giant dolphin hunts each year. I know, it's really horrible. And the way that they trap and herd entire dolphin pods is by blasting the water, the ocean, with noise signals that jam the dolphins' electrical communication systems. The dolphins get extremely disoriented and they can't escape. They are then rounded up by the hundreds and slaughtered. So you take a poor diet, other environmental toxins, lack of exercise, stress, and then you add in a huge amount of electropollution, this amplified interference field, and voila, you now have yourself an epidemic. So another great book to dive deeper into this is Virus Mania, how the medical industry continually invents epidemics making billion dollar profits at our expense. So you have probably seen as it's been emerging, even in the mainstream media right now, that the so-called tests for this current viral sensation produce a lot of false positives. So much so that the president of the African country of Tanzania sent in samples, I love this story, from a goat and a papaya, which they call a pawpaw, and a sheep, and the goat and the pawpaw tested positive. There has, in fact, never been a single test isolating and proving the existence of this so-called viral sensation. Dr. Cowan and Dr. Kaufman both discuss a widely accepted system to identify and verify microbes, I guess you could say, called Koch's postulates. And they have never been able to fulfill this in relation to this viral sensation, if any, which is questionable, but read their information to go deeper. So in fact, the test that's being used to test people for this thing was said by its inventor that it should not be used for diagnostic purposes. The test that is being used, and from what I can understand, simply tests for the existence of exosomes. 
So in theory, what this means is that if you were to inhale some paint fumes or even some perfume, and then this would create an exosome response in your body, right, to these toxins, then you would go and have this test done, you would likely test positive for this viral sensation. Like I said, if you want to go deeper into the science of all of this, and this is science, right? Like I talked about, I think it was in my last podcast, the difference between science and some Thing in the allopathic world called consensus medicine, which just means that a bunch of people agree on it. It doesn't even have to have its basis and any kind of valid proof, but if a bunch of people agree on it, it can be accepted as a fact. So, I mean, that's basically hearsay that a bunch of people are whored out and paid to agree with. But anyway, um, so anyway, again, go to questioningcovid.com. There are lots of videos up there by Dr. Kaufman. There's definitely at least one that interview with Dr. Cowan and Luke Story. And then they will walk you through this stuff step by step with all of the medical and biological knowledge to explain it better. So here we are in the midst of a time when a supposed epidemic is on the rise. Yet when we look at the numbers of people who have actually perished from this, and even those numbers are extremely questionable as people who die at the age of 92 with a heart condition, diabetes, obesity, and pneumonia can still be classified as a viral sensation death if they test positive for this viral sensation, which we've just realized means nothing. So from what I told you now about the testing, it's likely that anyone with all of those pre-existing conditions would test positive for exosomes because their body would be producing them, right? So apparently we have this epidemic and yet the number of people dying so far this year from seasonal flu, 173,000. HIV AIDS, 600,000. Cancer, 3 million. Malaria, 350,000. Smoking, 1,784,000. Alcohol, 900,000. Suicides, 380,000. Road traffic fatalities, 480,000. Those stats are from worldometer.com. And let's not forget the third leading cause of death in America from pharmaceutical medications. And some even think that this is the leading cause of death in America, but because exactly the same way that we're seeing this very liberal use and (laughs) uh, misuse of labels for death certificates, it applies the same way to iatrogenic medicine, which is allopathic medicine that causes death. Anyway, given those numbers, we seem to have many health crises. So how shall we deal with them? Shall we mandate healthy whole food and regular exercise, both of which have been scientifically proven to boost immunity and prevent all manner of health conditions? Shall we mandate regular sex and orgasms, which have also been scientifically proven to boost immunity and prevent all manner of health conditions? Shall we mandate no drinking or or smoking. Smoking, by the way, in the 1950s used to be medically endorsed. Pharma whore doctors appeared in ads saying four out of five physicians recommend camel cigarettes as being good for your health and to cure a sore throat. I kid you not. Again, check it out on your heavily censored internet. Shall we mandate daily meditation, which has been scientifically proven to boost immunity and prevent all manner of health conditions? 
we are at a crossroads now. We can move forward from an old, outdated system which was built upon a false premise, or we can quantum leap into a new dimension and rebuild the foundation of our lives and health. We are at a crossroads now. We can move forward from an old, outdated system which was built upon a false premise, or we can quantum leap into a new dimension and rebuild the foundation of our lives and our health. What is your new normal? All of the above are my regular normal, the healthy eating, the lifestyle, the meditation, the orgasms. That is the kind of normal that I teach people in my work. We, as part of this new frontier of healing and medicine, are the exosomes. We are the harbingers of a new reality based on truth. This is the most viral message, a true virus or exosome that we can create. It's pretty symbolic that the dominant system wants everyone to wear masks. Well, the symbolism here is that they are effective against a certain kind of transmission of information, of dissenting ideas, of change, of questioning, of new and vital information that the system needs so it can come together and take the necessary steps to address any disharmony within it. The symbolism of the mask as muzzle is powerful. It's already been proven that these are useless for the prevention of any kind of disease. Disharmony is what causes disease, lack of ease, dissociation, parts that are separated from each other. This is what causes disease mentally and emotionally, dissociation. And it's physical too. When people are so cut off from parts of themselves, for example, their sexual organs, that they literally get cut off. The exosome, the viral spread of truth, is what unites all of the disparate cells so that they can work together. Even between different individuals, it's thought that this kind of mirror neuron response happens or this an information exchange from one person to the other, from one cell in one person's body to the cells in the other person's body so that they too can realize that there needs to be a detoxification and a release of this old material and information right now. They work together even at a distance. And do you remember what I was talking about a couple of weeks ago in my Energy Sex podcast? Einstein's entanglement theory, or what he called spooky action at a distance, where two cells that have some kind of relationship have an impact on each other, even when separated by great distances. If you want to build your immunity to pharmacratic propaganda, corporate agendas, infectious negative thinking, and the approval of others. And if you want to accelerate your potential as an exosome, as a messenger of truth, here is what I suggest. First of all, practice mainstream media distancing. Instead, look for alternative sources of information, i.e. facts and not curated and invented messaging bought and paid for by W-H-O-R-E-S 
like little Willie BG, little Willie, you know, little Willie. Take in some info, check it all out. Check out the videos and information that's been compiled at questioningcovid.com and red pill yourself. The people on this site all have pretty active social media and web profiles, at least for now. You can check any of these people out from there. So all of this red pilling can be pretty flabbergasting to take in. So to keep yourself balanced, connect on the frequency of love. Love lifts you above, out of fear, out of worry, and into a higher vibration where you can be more creative, productive, and get your internal answers to things. My friend's little daughter, who I adore, called me the other day out of the blue, and we spent an hour, called me, right? She's like eight, (laughs) but she loves me and I love her, and so we have our own little relationship. So we spent an hour on the phone together talking about crystals and animals and taking photos and drawing pictures and sending them to each other, and afterward, I got off the phone and I was in such an incredible elevated state that I realized that she had just sent me this high energy shot that catapulted me above any kind of mental stress, pure love and beautiful connection. And it changed me. Obviously, I talk about how you can also generate this on a daily basis in your bedroom. Quite literally, this is where we make love. Next, I would say go out into nature and the sun. I go to the beach or I get in the ocean or I run in the jungle nearly every day. EMF pollution, the coming of 4F and the radiation that we're all being bombarded with are balanced out by being in nature. Nature is the great healer. It's like has this osmotic pull, right? Osmosis means to pull out like a poultice, like pulling these toxins out of you and disseminating them. So put down your devices and get outside, take a walk, in the garden, get your feet and your hands in the earth, take off your shoes and place your bare feet onto the ground, go to the beach, get into the woods, anything. I would say at least 30 minutes a day of pure interaction with nature. Get into the sun. It's uh, actually, it's, it's noon right now and I'm recording this and I would normally be out in the sun getting my vitamin D because contrary to again popular misinformation the sun is actually healing getting exposure to sunlight builds up your vitamin D stores which are essential in having a strong system that can withstand challenges to it again this is another giant pharma propaganda mission to weaken people's health the sun is fantastic medicine and has actually been used that way for millennia at the turn of the century there were sun clinics in Switzerland where people were treated for tuberculosis. They were wheeled outside every day and laid in their beds in the sun. So I use the sun as medicine every day. Between 12 and 2, I am out there harvesting my vitamin D and I only ever use sunscreen when I'm going to be outside for hours at a time, like when I go surfing. Otherwise, I just increase my exposure gradually as my tan builds up. Nature is my medicine, both as treatment and prevention. 
Hashtag, we are the exosomes. As I've been saying, we are the messengers. Speak, share, express. You are entitled to your opinion. The idea of locking down self-expression is extremely destructive as we have seen in the macrocosm post this apocalyptic time where more deaths and destruction have occurred from being locked down and paralyzed into fear than any viral sensation. And I'm sure that you've seen all kinds of conflicting information that's out there and you have questions as any thinking person would. The more people speak out, discuss and embody their truth or at least voice their doubts and their questions about the spoon-fed narrative that they are having shoved down their throats, they and other people will feel like their inner truth is more validated. And this emboldens more people to speak up. And then we can truly go viral because we are exosomes and we will be spreading the message of truth. Another tool I would say, one of my favorites, is the whole concept of la petite mort, the little death and rebirth. So what's happening right now is the death. Well, it's more than a little death. It's a pretty big death of an old system. The bullshit pharma WHO. R-E, your body is the enemy and there is no way that you can possibly heal it yourself. So give all your power and money to us and we will make you sicker and dependent on us for life paradigm. Bye-bye. Get the fuck out of my way. This perspective is extremely liberating to know that we are at an opening, an energetic portal in time and space where we can choose to birth a new reality and leave behind this old, toxic, fraudulent system. So where are you going to put your attention? What is your new normal going to be? And then I would ask, what do you really believe spiritually? I believe that I am a soul and I am having an experience in a physical body. Lewis Carroll said, you don't have a soul, you are a soul and you have a physical body. I 100% agree with this perspective, which means that me as soul, I am eternal. I am here on this planet to have experiences and I know that me as a soul, I can't actually be hurt, which means that I have no fear of death. And so I am comfortable and compelled to take a stand for truth. And I've been watching with great fascination. There are these Christian mamas on Instagram who are sick warriors like they are going so hard and you know why because they've got Jesus on their side and I'm not being facetious here like I fucking love it these mamas you know they've like got their baby on one hip and like you know like professing like the deepest truths calling out the most intense bullshit because they have that same fearlessness like I'm a spiritual being and you can't actually hurt me. It's pretty amazing. So when you have this energy and you embody this, amazing things start to happen in your life because you release this fear, the fear of death, you know, fear period, and you transform your entire existence. It catapults you into this superpower realm. Now, do you recognize this phrase? I talk about this in the realm of intimacy and what your deep surrendered soul connection can do for you because it also blasts away fear and enables you to live in love and truth and openness because that is where all of your power lies. For more on this, check out my recent podcast episodes 
sex, intimacy, and immunity, how to have tantric sex, and quantum love and healing, where I was speaking with Bruce Lipton. Final question, how connected are you? I spoke earlier about dissociation and disconnection being the root cause of disease. Well, the opposite then, the path to health and wholeness is connection and most importantly with the self, to be living fully in alignment with your own truth so that your choices in life reflect it. And this shows up as everything in your life, such as the person that you are in intimate relationship with, the job you do, where you live. Do all of these things reflect your deepest truth? When they do, this alignment registers with the universe and you tap into a powerful flow and energy. When they don't, the opposite happens and you will have lots of conflict in your life. I've already addressed the importance of disconnecting from technology and fearful inputs and being aware of what you are programming yourself with on a daily and hourly basis. And my (laughs) suggested potential mandates are good suggestions for things that you could program yourself with, like orgasms and sex and exercise. So are you an exosome or an outdated virus? Are you a messenger of truth and self-empowerment or are you muzzling your voice and strength? We are exosomes. Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't already, subscribe and also leave a review and send someone else the gift of a healthy libido and an off the charts love life by sharing this episode with them. We'll be back next week. And in the meantime, many happy orgasms.